Inside Six Yards is proudly supported by 1951 Goalkeeper Coaching. For more information, you can visit their website at 1951goalkeepercoaching.com.au or you can find them on Facebook or Instagram at 1951goalkeepercoaching. Links are in the description below. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Inside Six Yarns. I'm your host, Yatesing. With me, as always, my trusty co-host. Mr. Tommy Gunn. Yes, Tommy. Tommy, look, we've got a special young individual with us today, mate. We um, do, and he's in the top left-hand corner. He is, there look he is. That, look at that, up there. All there, hiding up there. This is like almost a thing of Brady Bunch. <laughs> Other side. <laughs> Down there now. Yeah. All right, so this is Mr. Rob Flynn. Uh, Rob Flynn currently plays for Swan Resis down in State Div 1. And uh, mm. last year, me and um, you and Robbie, know each other yeah, very well. We uh, dibble dabbled in Curtin for the Swan. Uh, for the Swan, we had a, probably a couple of Swans down playing for us. But yeah, mm. we played down the State League Div Two for Curtin for the Resies, um, and I was the first there. And old Robbie got a few appearances there and a clean sheet too mm. when we played for the first team. I love those. Oh, <laughs> we all do love clean sheets. Who doesn't love a clean sheet? Oh, that's it. That's it. Mm. So, Rob, thank you very much for joining us today. Oh, my pleasure, gents. Uh, I like having me on. We love the setup, though. Yeah, we're going to have to mention the setup. So, if you're not actually watching the podcast, uh, head over to the YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash inside six giants. Have a look at the nice, beautiful set. It's almost better than our setup, not going to lie. I'm pretty jealous. (laughs) (laughs) So, talk talk us through the the, the setup that you've got there, mate. Well, I was. uh, this is the same room I do a couple of Zoom calls for work in and I've normally got the stereotypical bookshelf in the background. I thought, football, podcast, I better come up with something. And yeah. they just happened to be on this wall behind me. Yeah. Two screws hanging out the wall that have been there since I moved in and nothing hanging on them. <laughs> and I went, hang on, I've got some banners somewhere. Yeah. And I went into the storeroom, first box I opened there, they were untouched, still wrapped up. I haven't looked at them since I moved house probably three houses ago. Yeah. It was meant to be. Yeah. Bang them up and happy days. So it all worked out pretty well. Loves it. It looks killer. It looks really, really good. Obviously, you're all set for the Euros. I am. I am. Uh, Not off to the best start last night, the... uh, the old German uh, national team. But uh, as I was saying to you guys before, they did mm. score the only goal of the game, which is unfortunately in the wrong net. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> baby steps, baby steps. It'll come, it'll come. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, baptism of fire, your opening game of the Euros being against France, I think hot favourites to take it out in my opinion. So. Yeah, it's kind of like chucking you to the deep end a little bit, isn't it? Like mm. just like, oh, here you go, here's France. <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's a tough ask. <laughs> Easy, easy greens from here. I think they should be fine for the next couple of games. Yeah. Do you know who you've got next? I actually haven't got a clue. I'm just taking it day at a time. I'm just loving that there's international football on every day for the next few weeks. Like right. there are multiple games. I, I can't keep up with them. Um, I mean, so sleep good. is, you know, just What's a commodity like? at the moment. <laughs> it's just how much football is there to watch. It's fantastic. So. Yeah. Well, because your, your group F, that's, that's pretty hard. You've got Hungary, France and Portugal. That's a nasty yeah. group. That's a nasty uh, group. <laughs> oh, I, I feel bad for Hungary, put it that way. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah well, you've got Portugal next. So yeah, okay. So oh, that'll be interesting. Hopefully someone leaves a couple of studs in some of their players in there. Yeah. Or, or, or maybe um, Granada might be taken out by the big company Coke, so <laughs> oh, yeah. he might disappear somewhere. Who knows? <laughs> 
and, yeah. and Coke then, assassinates CR7. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. How's that for your water? Oh wow, yeah. Yeah, and, and here I am with uh, with this. Uh, it wouldn't be it wouldn't approve of me either. I don't think. Pogba, yeah, no, not, neither neither with Pogba because he did a stunt too. Not long. I think they had Heineken zero um, percent beer, and yeah. he, mo- he moved it out of screen as well. What? So I, there you go. Yeah, that's actually not bad tasting beer as well. Like the the Heineken's one of the best zero percent ones. It's, like, yeah, it's 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 an option for some people. Not for most people, but. I um I must say I've never never had a zero percent beer. Yeah, that, I, I can see oh. I can see that. <laughs> I, think, I, I think my dad would disown me if I had a zero percent alcohol. You are no child of mine. <laughs> so 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 speaking of beers, um, Robbie, I've the time I've known you've always been a bit of a a beer connoisseur. Um, you you pretty much every I'm not going to say every day because it makes you sound like an alcoholic. But you know every every, every so weekend you've got a new picture up of uh, on Instagram or Facebook of. Uh, of the beer, what are you drinking at the moment, mate? Show show the people out there, or and tell them uh, out there just, what you got. I'm very blessed to have a good good bottle store nearby, so that, we've just got a, a Deeds Brewing. It's a oat cream that New free, England IPA. That free it's advertising called, loves that. Yeah. <laughs> what is called a juice train. Not bad. Yeah, not bad. I don't know. I just uh, I like, like a bit of variety. I don't like to drink the same thing twice, so I go to my local, and if you buy 24 single beers, they give you the carton price on all of them, so that brings the cost of, of a craft beer down from, you know, $20 each to yeah. <laughs> there's like, like seven or eight. So, I mean, you still need a small mortgage to, to bring mm. 24 cans home, but, uh, you know, variety is the spice of life, as they say. It's probably why I've changed clubs so many times. <laughs> I think I think everyone in this room can relate to that. Yeah, mate. We uh, well, I think just as a keeper, like you know, it's it's very it's a it's a tough role. It's a very tough role, and yeah, definitely. So, I, I guess well, you can say we're almost like craft beers, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everyone, you go through a few places. You know, it's it's uh, we all taste different. That sounds wrong, but you know, we're, we're all different <laughs> keepers. <laughs> so you know, yeah. <laughs> It is what it is. And I think to that point, uh, too much of one is no good for you either. I agree. And I think that's true of keepers too. I think mm. it takes a special kind of person to, uh, to, to put up with us. Oh, that's it. Uh, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd hate to be those those referees at um, at the goalkeeper battles, how they've got so many keepers, so many different personalities there. <laughs> and kudos to them because they put up with a lot of rubbish. Oh, man, <laughs> so do. much. Speaking it's of- interesting though you talk about that goalkeepers like to cycle through clubs. I think it can also be a club thing as well. Yeah. Um, I went down and speaking of our, our old club, Curtin University, they were playing a Sunday game last weekend, so I had an opportunity to go and watch them That's against so. my former, former club, which is Canning Can- City. Yeah. yeah. And I thought, uh, so across my life, I've, I've gone in and left Canning three times. Uh, and across my footballing career, I've played there for a total, I think, of 11 seasons. Not bad, not bad. Right. Do you think I could recognise a single person in their state league squad, reserves or first? I, I, I think the only one you probably would remember would be the goalkeeper. And only from last season, yeah. having played against him, because he's hard to miss. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a big presence. Um, yeah. But none of the other players. I mean, that club has just churned and burned and sometimes clubs have to do that you know they went through some transformative uh processes while i was there in terms of getting rid of coaches and and starting from the ground up and that happens i think when you've got a successful club 
happens at the professional level too. You know, they, they take out the premiership. So you don't change a winning formula, do you? And you don't change a winning team. And no. you do that for three seasons, four seasons, and all of a sudden you've got a, a first team that's full of guys knocking on the door of 30, and then all of a sudden you've got to start again with a bunch of 19-year-olds. Yeah, so. that's it. And that 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 thing there with the with the change, you you know, you don't want to change a winning formula, but you're not going to get a, a Formula One supercar in 1988 to go race in the current one, are you? So no, you've, you've exactly. always got to change your team, your tactics um, for the different seasons because new things come out. I've definitely noticed, especially with Canning, when, when they went through their rebuild because mainly basically they needed one because they finished, I think it was like two seasons, two or three seasons ago, they finished last and they were supposed to get relegated, but nobody went up. So then they they stayed and then it was basically from that they got a golden opportunity to they reapplied to get back in and they got back in mm. and then it was um from their rebuild and they've done what they've done well with the rebuild so far i think i think they've done mm. quite well but yeah it's just sometimes teams just need a clean sweat clean sweep from it and yeah and they just go nah clean coaches clean players and just start fresh start anew who, who are you going to who are you going for that uh, on sunday rob because it's you know it's a, it's a tough you got <laughs> Curtin, you got Canning. What and what was the score too, by the way? Well, I um, I got down there for three o'clock, as is the first team usual kickoff, to yeah. find out that. Well, first of all, I was driving to Willerton to go watch the game at Canning, and I just happened to decide to pull over and check that it was actually being played at Curtin. So just oh. while I didn't drive to Willerton, and, yeah. uh, and that the kickoff times were skewed by two hours, and that the reserves were kicking off at three, and the first were kicking off at five. So I got down there to watch the reserves. Oh yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> And I mean, it was it was very easy. So to answer your first question, I was I was going for Curtin. I mean, uh, there's no bad blood there. I left there on on good terms. That was just a case of five keepers for two teams was never really going to work out. And uh, you know, still still good mates with the boys. They're the ones that still stay in touch with me. And and yeah, yeah got a big soft spot for that club there. Whereas the only person from Canning that I still knew was the uh, the old president who coached me in under sevens all those years ago, Hans <laughs> Mayer, who's retired from that club about fourteen times. Uh, <laughs> well, he's coming can't back. Can't replace him. Um, oh, wow. So yeah, the the Curtin Reserves had a good, I think, five two win or something. There was lots of goals. It was very entertaining because they're on they're on a winning streak. I think the reserves aren't they? they they are a bit, and the first team's not going too badly either, but they suffered a, an ill-afforded defeat. I think they went down 2-0, so yeah. just couldn't find the back of the net, unfortunately. Yeah. It, it's so. funny with that 2-0 scoreline, isn't it? Because if, if someone says the team, you know, I won 2-0, it, it could be you dominate possession and have two shots, or you could be dominating possession and you could have control of the game and you leak two goals. Yeah. Absolutely, and I mean we've seen that at the Euros as well, haven't we? I mean you got teams that what was the screenshot that came up after one of the games the other night? Some team managed to hold on to a one-all draw with twenty-two percent possession or something like that. So I mean, yeah. being a Bayern Munich supporter, I'm um, <laughs> hypercritical of the of the high possession game because that was something that Guardiola brought into our club when he came in for three years to ruin everything, and um, <laughs> and yeah, turned us into a, a possession-based team. Much like, uh, I mean, Man City's done extraordinarily well oh, this yeah. last season, but I mean, how many times have Man City supporters had to sit through a 72% possession game with 26 shots and 14 on target and no goals? Yeah. Uh, it's a very frustrating brand of football to play. So, 
Yeah. I think possession is hugely overrated. I think it's more about what you do when you have the ball rather than how long you have the ball for. It's yeah. those chances, isn't it? Especially as a goalkeeper, though, we get so frustrated when we, all we see is we pass the ball, we pass the ball, we pass the ball, and you see your team and you're literally sitting there going, can somebody please score or create something? Because then you're just sitting there and the goal's are like, I can't help you as much as like I want to. Like I, w- I can't put the ball in the net for you. I wish I could, but I can't. If you don't shoot, I'm shooting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is 100%. It's the flip side of that argument. What do they say? You can't lose a game if you don't concede. Mm. But you also can't win a game if you don't score. So right. it's, a, it's a huge frustration I have with, um, with the lads at the moment is we create a lot of chances, but the, but the boys don't, don't either take the chances or they get to that goal-scoring opportunity but don't pull the trigger. Yeah. And I have to remind the, you know, the front three or four of the amount of pressure that they are inadvertently putting on the, on the back players and on the defensive side of the team when you're not scoring a goal. You know, the Swan Reserves team is quite a strong team. Yeah. And the results that they've received, you know, are, are not a true reflection of that, um, but they are through to the semifinals of the Cup. So, you know, they're obviously doing something right. Mm, yeah. um, but, you know, we're just dominating a game, dominating a game, but the end result won't tell you that. The only result that really matters is the score. And, and if we yeah. don't score and then they score one and then, you know, then the other team will just park the bus and hold on to a 1-0 lead or, you know, we'll throw the kitchen sink at them for the last 10 minutes and then they catch on the counter and then they quickly grab another one and that's where those 2-0 losses come in and you go, oh, we yeah. were the better team on the day. And I think we've had that chat after six of our games this season already and it's like... yeah. The better team wins the game, to be honest. So. Yeah, that's it. Well, to for the viewers out there, Swan Resi's there are sitting tenth on the league, so you've had three what three wins, and um and six losses. But some of those results, and I've seen some of the highlights. Yeah, yeah, very tight very losses. tight. And you're right. One, you you could go down one nil, and that can uh, that can change the dynamics of the game. Or if you don't pull the trigger and score, they you get done on a counter attack. So yeah, you're right. Just they need to pull the trigger, and and even just that. With talking about bringing it back, talking about possession as well, just that creative flair from the the strikers and the wingers and that, just to be given that kind of open leather, just to go right. We need a goal, create something for us. Give us a bit of flair. Yeah. Give us a bit of cre- uh, creation because sometimes just that passing the ball backs and forwards. Sometimes it can work because your team, the opposition, gets tired of moving. You know, shuffling right or left, and that's where the gaps appear. But if a team's will drill with that, it's very, very hard to break down. Oh. Well, I think um, I mean, it's one of the results of the National Premier League having been formed and then obviously reserves being another step down is it's, it's difficult to find a player with flair and pizzazz and, you know, a true yeah. out-and-out number nine. I think so many clubs, so many teams are lacking one of those because, you know, we just don't yet have that depth of football community in WA. To allow for there to be multiple divisions with multiple teams, all with a, you know, a magical striker. So you're really relying on a team effort to score those goals. But it's an occupational hazard as well of, of playing reserves. Is you've very often got a very different squad week to week, and and the yeah. Swan State League squad first in reserves is is massive, massive. I mean, I I got down there for my first few weeks, and we were training with enough people to finish off training with an 11 v 11 with some with some subs and I was thinking oh this is a pretty decent sized squad and it turned out that was just the first team squad and there was another reserve squad training on the other side of the oval and I went holy Moses there's a there's a lot of people here um, yeah. you know massive massive squad and, and they rotate through them so 
yeah, it's one of the things with reserves, and especially you come to the second half and you might be chasing a game where you go behind, but the first team coach has given instruction to the reserves coach that he's got to take, you know, three players off at, mm. at 45, at 55, and at 65 minutes because they're on the bench for the firsts or seasons mm. like we've had the last two seasons with COVID where we've got midweek catch-up games and cup games yeah. midweek and stuff like that. You know, we're having to play eight games in nine games in three weeks or something like that um, with our reserves. It's, it's tough. Mm, takes a toll on you, doesn't it? Absolutely. And, you know, we're by no stretch of the imagination professional athletes, you know. <laughs> so, as, as you take a sip of your beer and complain yeah. about how sore you are. Uh, this is one of the alcohol-free ones we are talking about. Oh, before. yeah. 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 <laughs> but seeing as you did play in the State League 2, like major, majority – would say reserves last season and you've played pretty much you've played every game for Swan in, in the Resis this season. Have you every pro- game except for the one that was six nil. I didn't play in that one. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Well, we will take you out of that one. Yeah. Um, but do you notice like a bit of like difference between the, the, the two leagues? Like, is there much separation between the, the Divi two and the Divi one reserves? It's a really good question, Tommy. Mm. I think it, um, The short answer is no. Um, The first team, definitely. Um, And obviously I train with the first team and you notice the difference. Um, And and Yatesy will will laugh at this. I always found it odd that he strapped his wrists when we trained together last season. I never understood the requirement to (laughs) to strap your wrists. I'll tell you what, his first team strikers hit the ball a lot harder Mm. than uh, than Div 2 strikers. Um, Mm Yeah. And so I now strap my wrists every yeah. week as well, That's uh, which is never something I had an issue with. The reserves, um, that's a club-to-club, week-to-week thing. I mean, yeah. we have, you know, Swan was only in Div 2 a couple of seasons ago. You know, they're not a well-established, you know, comfortable always sitting in, in Division 1 or pushing for NPL kind of club. But our reserves have managed to knock off a couple of NPL clubs, you know, like Florian Athena, for example, to get to, like I mentioned before, the semis of the Reserves Cup. So reserves, I don't think, is a fair measure of, of the depth of the leagues. But there's also not enough transitivity between the divisions yeah. in WA, I don't think. And we've touched on it before. Canning have avoided relegation from Div 2 twice, actually. Yeah. I think it was two seasons in a row. Um, just because you've got clubs like, you know, is it South Perth United or North Perth United, one of those that have got a fantastic amateur prems team. Mm, South Perth, I think it is. South Perth United, but to qualify for state league, they've got to field 18s and they're just not interested in fielding in under 18s because then you need 15s to feed the 18s and then all of a sudden you've got a juniors club and and they're just not interested. So Mm. I think it's much like the A-League, it's just... You know, the, the round ball football game in Australia just doesn't yet have that depth to have enough transitivity and enough competition. Um, and I'm actually super critical of the NPL for for its role in, in creating so many issues for Division 2 and Division 1 teams because it's it's taken a lot away from, from other clubs. So it's... Well, what's your thoughts, Robbie, on the... Um, there's been rumours around and on the, the, the football West pages and all that then bringing in another league. So it'll be underneath the A-League, so the B-League. Have, have you heard of that? Yeah, I think it's. I think there needs to be something mm. um, that puts pressure on the A-League. Um, but, but we need some other factor 
for the A-League not to be the, the pasture that, you know, Robbie Fowler's and, and the like come out to retire into. You know, this isn't... Yeah. The league will never be taken seriously if it's seen as a retirement league. And it's just such a shame that the good footballers in Australia don't even consider staying in Australia as a viable option. I mean, one, for their career and for money, but also just because you just won't. And it's hard. I mean, it's a, it's a great country. It's a fantastic place to live. But, you know, our distance from the rest of the world does does oh. create issues. You know, we, we were talking before about the Euros um, and the fact that Australia, you know, is looking at not even playing in Asia. They're trying to play in the American Cup because there's just not the competition in our region to push the players. So yeah, it would be a step in the right direction, but it's mm. certainly a work in progress. Yeah, it's a with that what you said about Australia there. It's a, it's a good thing knowing that our quality of football as a nation is getting that bit better. So we are moving ahead. But um, what we were speaking about before too offline, um, like you know coming up against Lionel Messi or you know some of these international teams which you would come up against in in the World Cup. So what's your thoughts on that, Tommy? With that it, that B League, like yeah, like. A natural pathway is always better. Like, you know, for example, you know, uh, any sort of league around the world, like th- there's no place on on earth I think of that goes, oh, yeah, if you lose the, in the top league, nothing happens to you. Mm-hmm. Like, Which was the huge uh, uh, issue that everyone took with the, what was the new league they were trying to make a couple of months ago? The, uh, oh, the Super League. The, the, so yeah, the Super League. Yeah. There was no consequence for yeah. becoming last. It was and just just a big money maker yeah. type of thing, like so just a bit like AFL. Yeah, exactly. And it's it, it is just one of them things that, for me personally, I'm like, what is the consequence for the players? Like, like clubs need something to to strive for. Like, there's no reward for like winning an NPL season. Like for all around Australia, there's no real reward. Like you get a trophy, you get the glory, but there's no promotion. Like you, there's no step up from there. There should always be some sort of step up from there and to me a bridging gap would be good i don't know the financials behind it yeah i think it'd be i think the financials it, side of it is definitely obviously a, a lot harder than mm. i would imagine it's not, never just clean cut but there should be a way that you can progress as a team and progress as clubs do when they evolve into more business-like operations where they professional clubs are basically businesses these days um, yep. and they're run like so so it, it would be nice for professional clubs in the A-League to be able to take that responsibility and go, no, we are professional outfits. Let's prove it on that level. And then if there are consequences for that lower level, um, you know, they should be able to prove their quality and prove that they're professionals by you know, beating them NPL teams. But I, 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 got, I got a feeling that a lot of them NPL sides, especially around, around Australia, there's a lot of well-funded NPL sides that would, Give a lot of a lot of them A League sides a run for their money. I can tell you that. Now. Oh, for sure. Oh, I mean, and, and that's true at every level. I mean, we've yeah. I think everyone recognises. And, and Tommy, when we met up the other week, we were talking about the fact there'd be a lot of amateur prem and even amateur div one teams would give a lot of state league teams a good run for their money as well. I mean, the oath, yeah. You see it in preseason games where you you line up against an amateurs team as a state league player and. And yeah. go down four 0 because you think you've won the game already, and you're like, oh, "Hang on, these guys can actually play." So. Yeah, that's it. 
No, it's um, sure. it's it's an interesting interesting topic, and I guess we could talk about it for for hours and for hours. <laughs> to be honest, um, yeah. as we normally do when we when we train that last time, we we spent more time talking than we did actually doing any training. Oh uh, yeah, and then poor Rob got one in the <laughs> got one in the nose. Oh, that, that's <laughs> so to the viewers out there that are listening and watching. Rob is the type of guy that a car could drive past, uh, an apple could be on the floor. And Rob could be on the other side of the road and somehow the apple will find his face or some part of his body. He always gets hit. He always gets injured or kicked or flicked or whatever. That's what makes him a good goalkeeper. He always gets, gets I, think the- a, I think it's a lesson for the young goalkeepers that one of you to listen. It's really important that you've got good reactions. Yeah. Yeah. Protect your face. Because if you're slow like me. Oh, oh, I love it. We had, um, we had a... We did an episode with Brendan uh, last, last week, but we're... Still trying to work work that out, aren't yeah, we, Tommy? Um, but he actually, um, Kat from, uh, what's her part? Her partner's from. I've forgotten his name. That's really embarrassing. Who's that? Sorry, mate. Uh, Kat, lady, takes photographer. Uh, the photographer. Matt Bryan. Matt yeah. Bryan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so she, Coach she, Rich. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Richie boy. Sorry, Rich. Yeah. Um, she got a photo of him with the balls actually gone through his hand. And yeah. hit him in the face. It's, it's, like perfect. it's a perfect photo. It's a perfect man. one. It's, it's perfect. It's brilliant. I mean, every goalkeeper coach ever has always said, make sure you get everything behind it. So, you know, that's that's why we don't catch like this, do we? Yeah, you, what it, whatever it sure. takes. <laughs> but the, yeah. And it's it's also funny as well. Like the, And we talk about it, like during training, we talk about the, the, the loose hands, you know, the loose hands, but then your hands get a bit too loose sometimes and then just the ball <laughs> yeah. just slip through. Um, and speaking of loose hands, like there's been um, a lot of things that I've, that's come across my feed, across my uh, socials on side of things. Um, have you have you read or heard much about these um, like like non non grippy gloves that people that yes. goalkeepers are using for training? I thought this is what you were leading up to. Yeah, so I think it's yeah, I think it's a really interesting idea. Like I'm super keen to get get a few pairs like with Yatesy and try them out because mm. it's it seems Mate, save yourself some money. I've got heaps of gloves that we've got. No yeah, gloves. <laughs> like, yeah. Just uh. just cut just just whack out a pair of SDLs and put some Vaseline over them or something like that. You know, I think it's um you can achieve the same thing and and if you've got good glove management, you should be doing that anyway. I mean, yeah. you know, there's that old, you know, once you've used a pair for a few matches, I mean, if you're, you're really fussy like me, I'll, I'll only use a pair of gloves for a few matches before they get relegated to training gloves and then end up cycling through about <laughs> probably about eight or nine pairs at the moment that get used for training only and, and yeah. keeping two or three pairs fresh that are for uh, that are for matches. And, I mean, that's the benefit of finding a, a supplier that, you know, you can get gloves for it at an affordable price because if you'd spoken to me when I was at university and told me I was going to own, you know, eight pairs of gloves, five for training and three for games that I was going to rotate through yeah. all the sideways. Um, but, <laughs> you know, your training gloves are already your gloves that are a bit scuffed or, you know, yeah. you probably don't clean them as well as the other ones or you don't clean them at all knowing some goalkeepers. You know, yeah. So. For mm. sure, yeah, and that and that was the thing that I was thinking in the back of my head when I when I was reading and watching all this, and they were like, "Oh, it's really great," you know, like it teaches you to have soft hands. And I'm just and I'm looking at it going, "Yeah, like in theory, yeah, but like you're just tr- training yourself to to get used to something that's not going to play. With. Not yeah, mm. you, like for me, I train how I play. So yeah, I'll train with the similar equipment that I use." during game day except it's just going to be a little bit more stickier to help me make sure that i catch them balls that i need to catch but as far as 
grip goes, like it's just a little bit less stickier than uh, than it normally would be mm. for my game day pair, which would normally be quite sticky and new. Well, I was just, yeah, um, for me, I was just like, mm, meh. <laughs> it's certainly not something I need to spend money on. I think it's it's just another gimmick uh, yeah, that yeah. a lot of people will get into. And, oh, and if they, they get success with it, then good on them. But I'm certainly not going to part with any of my hard-earned money for some gloves. <laughs> that that yeah. Well, spe- <laughs> speaking of gloves, uh, Robbie, what are you wearing at the moment, mate? Ooh. I'm actually, uh, Tommy parted with a couple of pairs uh, for me to try out because I've actually broken my finger. Um, so I'm supposed to have my finger splintered. And, and, <laughs> and, I love and, but then I can't bend it. So, um, I've, yeah, gone back gone back in time to some finger saves and Tommy had some that he designed oh, that he's given me. I've worn those for the last three games. Oh, that's nice. Cause I and saw they're holding you, up all right. Yeah, I, I saw you with um, the, the SDL bright yellow kit on the, the, the pictures last weekend. Mm. Yeah. Very, very, very good. Very schmick. You and you and Nick matching perfectly, mm. which was really nice to see. We need a nice yeah, picture well, of you guys together in your nice yellow SDL mm. kit. I'm I'm glad you mentioned that because we um we started doing that because we were doing the complete opposite and <laughs> uh, we had our eighteens keeper wearing one kit, me wearing another kit, and Nick wearing another, and I thought, geez, we don't even look like we play for the same club, let alone <laughs> that we're on the team that's so. what i mean like it's nice it's nice to match with all your, mm, your all your yeah. keepers matched all look nice nice and professional all together yeah. so we're, yeah we're in the process of getting another couple of kits together as well so yeah. we can try and match those because the only other colors we found that we can match are, are the colors that nick doesn't want to wear oh, or, uh, typical. <laughs> or typical. red and we got too many red clubs in our league already yeah so. it, red is a good <laughs> color though yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's just like red, like red, red, red. I want to wear red. <laughs> so, uh, so, so, shout when you're listening, boys, girl. If you want to get kit or some gloves, Tommy, where do they need to go? SDLeisure.com.au. Still kit you up. Yep, he's he's just got a uh, new lot of gloves coming now. Um, which, How good! Do you oh, get your gloves to match your kits as that, well. He's got one of every color. It's, oh, it's beautiful. That's, that's the best. I love I love a matching kit and gloves gloves combo. What about you? What do you like a a nice nice matching combo? I, I like to have everything match. It's yeah. that, um, it's a sticking point between Nick and I when we're coordinating <laughs> our kits. He likes to wear black socks with the yellow shorts and yellow top. And yeah. I'm like, mate, if we're going yellow, we're going all yellow. Yeah. It's it's yellow top, socks, shorts, yellow gloves. I'll get yellow uh, long sleeve compression top to wear yeah. under my shirt. Yeah. I'll wear yellow jocks that day. I'll yeah. be yellow. Oh, yellow. yes. Yep. Gotta have yellow jocks with yep. the yellow kit. Have a yellow towel. Yeah. Nah, we're we're all for we're all for the matching, mate. We love, we absolutely love the old matching kits. So speaking of Nick Rob, so how how is that? Um, obviously, we we've had him training us down at Curtin uh, last year. Um, yep. and now he's he's back at Swan, recovered from his injury, which it's awesome seeing him play again. Um, is that, yeah. how how does that go? Having someone a quality like Nick being a, a, I guess a teammate. It, it is really good. It makes it a lot easier to sit on the bench um, yeah. when it's someone of that caliber and you know he's played professionally. Sitting on the bench for you was really painful. <laughs> <laughs> Likewise. Sure. Shots fired. <laughs> no, I'm totally kidding. I, mean, like, I have get, to remember go, get that her, last get year her, was her. my first season back goalkeeping after three years off. So to, to have got into the squad at all, I was, I was pleased enough. Um, but no, it... There's a lot of experience to draw on there, mm. um, and so that is really good. Um, and yeah, sort of you learn a lot 
um, from from a keeper like that. But I have yeah. to say, um, I mean, Nick does still coach at another club as well, so he's not at our training as much. Um, yeah, which has its pros and cons because I don't get to draw from him, but it doesn't mean that. Our 18s keeper has a habit of getting concussed, so he's banned from training and games for a little while. So it means I'm getting one-on-one goalkeeper coaching twice a week. So I actually don't mind that Nick's not there because I'm kind of like, you don't need the coaching. You're fine. Like, let me just so catch you've, up to you. you've got a goalkeeper coach down at Swan as well? We do, yeah. yeah he's a young guy, Jordan. He's kept all around the place. He's, yeah. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's been at Swan. He's been at Gwellup. He's, he's been at... Uh, Dianella, he's, he's, he's done the rounds, mm. um, and a very good keeper, but yeah, he's, he's had to have a year off this season, um, and at the start of the season, or during pre-season, we were fortunate enough to have a guy down, Chris Ramsey, who was a goalkeeper coach for, I believe, Chelsea Youth, and so he was sort of coaching Jordan how to be a good goalkeeper coach, because Jordan's a good goalkeeper, um, yeah. even injured, you can see what a good keeper that he is. Um, and so he was learning off Chris how to be a good goalkeeper coach. And unfortunately, we only had Chris for a few weeks because he uh, couldn't come to training one night. He had a Skype interview with a club by the uh, what they call it, Ajax. Oh, oh yeah. He, that, he got that, a job that, at Ajax. That so small went, club, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty sure I've heard that club around. Yeah, <laughs> uh, nah. Doesn't ring a bell, mate. Doesn't yeah. ring a bell. <laughs> Oh, so, wow. Yeah, even just four weeks with Chris was awesome. And then he imparted enough knowledge onto Jordan for Jordan then to just run that through with me every Tuesday and Thursday. So that's been really good. I've learned a lot in the short time that I've been at Swan already. I can sort of, I can see and feel myself improving as a keeper. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Which, which is good. So Yeah, and look, it, um, it's good to see you you're going up a knob with uh, Robbie. Like, it's, it's good to see you progress. And you do... We, we do look out and keep an eye on the scores and the posts and stuff like that. So it's, you know. We mainly look for the pictures. We look for the pictures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we're all very visual learners. So the yeah. Pictures yeah. Help. Exactly. yeah. I do miss... I do miss playing at a club more central, um, you know, suburban-wise, that someone like a Cat Bryant can come and take some good high-definition yeah. photos. We've yeah. got, got a lovely guy that takes a lot of photos for the Swan Games as well. So it's, Yeah, that's good. You, you handy, for the, uh, handy for the socials. That's it. That's it. Mm. Um, so how, how do you find now, like, stepping up? So, you know, it is a bit, a little bit of a difference between Div 2, Div 1. Um, with, your, with your work, because obviously you run your own business. Yeah, well, it's definitely a challenge. Um, I mean, when I was starting my business, I did take some time out of out of state league. Uh, that was when I was still at Canning. They did um, they did register me, and and I filled in for a couple of games. And it's definitely difficult to balance. And you see it with a lot of the young guys. You know, they'll play through juniors, they'll play 18s. Um, Luke, we saw it with the the keeper we were playing with last year. Yeah, and you know, got to this season has gone to university and gotten a job and goes, oh, I don't have time to, to play. And you sort of laugh, but you remember your, your you know, first season or two when you have, have a job, you probably took off as well, and then you figure out the work-life balance. So it's just about carving out the time for it. I mean, for me and my partner recognises this as well. You know, she was with me for a season when I didn't play football. And the only thing worse than trying to squeeze in football into a full schedule is not playing football at all. I'm for surprised me. you didn't break uh, up with you, mate. <laughs> Get out of the house now. <laughs> yeah, so it's, uh, it's just something uh, you you just got to make time for. And I mean, it's tough playing out at Swan where, you know, it's a 35, 40-minute commute there and back. 
Um, yeah. But, you know, there's plenty of people drive a lot further to play football. So mm. uh, it's just really important to me that I do play football. That's so it. um, it's easy to make the time for it That's for me. I think it's very important that work-life balance, um, and especially with your – like. In your situation, we're running your own business. It's probably a little bit different to my myself and Tommy. We, you know, we just say we have a nine to five job. You know, we can leave, we can leave work, and that's that we're we're done. We don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Um, but that time management for kids is very, very, very important. Um, yeah, hundred percent. And uh, at the end of the day, it just comes down to if it's important enough, you'll make it work. Though, and, and I mean, my clients understand that it does actually add a good. It's a good talking point. It adds a good human element to, to something as well. You know, I do most of my appointments after hours, and so I do remind the lads of that sometimes when they do something daft, like schedule a game like we've got next week against Mandra on a Wednesday at 7 o'clock p.m. Away um, or home? You know, and I'm going, well, you know, each client is worth X amount of dollars to me. I'm now having to sacrifice Wednesday evening when I normally do three appointments, you know, mm. something like that. Um, yeah. But, you know, the football takes priority and you say to a client, oh, look, I'm actually not available, I've got football. They go, oh, you suddenly become a human. So I actually use it in my business as a tool mm. to sort of break down some barriers and have it stop being such like a commercial transaction to that it's actually just two humans yeah. dealing with each other. And, and I still sponsor the, the Curtin University right, Football yeah. Club as well. So it's a part of the business as well. So. Mm. Did you drop in a few like accidental selfies of you and your? Oh, sorry, that's just a photo of me wearing my yeah. lovely <laughs> yellow being a boss, kit. catching yeah. a ball fourteen meters up in the air. Yeah, <laughs> and here's me. Oh no, don't look at that. Don't look at that picture. Um, <laughs> speaking of your your partner, Rob Catherine, you've been here with her for what six years now? Yeah, to be knocking on the door of that. In fact, yeah, Fourth of July. Yeah, you just reminded me. Like, geez, that's not far away. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 you can thank me. Like, I, I did a bit of stalking and I saw that. So six years, Rob. That's that, that's a long time, mate, to be with someone. It is. You get less for some crimes. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> probably says the same no, thing look, about it's, you. Uh, it's props to her more than anything for putting mm. up with me for that long because I certainly certainly wasn't very easy to deal with for the first few years for sure. Mm. That was as I was starting the business and. I was just a bit of a dickhead as well, so yeah. <laughs> we all are when we're young, Rob. We all are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, but you know, you get older and you get wiser and more patient, yeah, more understanding. So, uh, just I, I just remember going through your Facebook and I saw one of your highlights was um, when Catherine was baking her cupcakes, which looked amazing, by the way. Um, and and your comment was, I gave her lots of support. And even room in the fridge, so I took your beers out. So I thought, yeah, I did. I yeah. thought that was actually quite cream cupcakes. I just take some beers out. Of the fridge. <laughs> yeah, damn. So I had to drink because I didn't want to get cold. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, that's yeah, no, she's a very accomplished baker. I was actually just eating some brownies that she cooked earlier. Actually, oh, nice. <laughs> Loves a good brownie. Can't argue with that. Um, so, and one thing because I've, I've done this to to a couple of people now as I go through their Facebook, um, look at some highlights and all that stuff, and. I really like looking at old photos of people to see what they look like when they were younger. All right, Rob. Now I've, I have sent um, Tommy some photos, and I'll, uh, we won't. We'll put them up um, on the pod on the YouTube channel, so Tom will work his magic. He can't wait to do that. Yeah, the post editing. Tom's gonna love that. Yeah. So yeah. one of them, which was hilarious, because we um, some people out there don't know that Rob actually and I have some common friends, because um, Rob went to Les Murdy High School. Um, and we had his year 12 picture, pretty sure as well, to where you had to put your name in the, in the book and stuff. Um, and the comment was, 
Robert says he is stubborn, sarcastic, and German, um, and his ambition is to be a multi-millionaire. And that, and if you look at the photo, he looks like an outcast of Home and Away with his sur- with his surfy hair. <laughs> and it was it was hilarious. I had to have a bit of a laugh, a bit of a laugh about that. In my defence, everyone looked like that in two thousand and ten. No, they, they did. <laughs> We all wanted to express our individuality by looking exactly the same. Yeah. If, if only you had the coral necklace around your neck, that that would have just topped it off. Oh, I, I probably bought one but didn't have the cojones to try and pull it off. <laughs> Especially being a lesbian. It was funny, though, coming from the hills, how many surfer guys there were. Like, you couldn't even smell Yeah, the you can't, couldn't live further away and, yeah, everyone thought they were a surfer. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, too, I had another photo I found there was um, – when you were playing with Canning, uh, when you were 15 years old, when you did one photo. So I think you were oh. rocking a lovely grey kit. I couldn't work out what um, gloves or boots you were working because I hadn't zoomed in it. But, uh, yeah, it looked, looked pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that that team was actually one of the best teams I've ever played in. Oh, really? Uh, we, uh, so we, yeah, I moved to Canning, back to Canning. So this was my second stint at Canning. Yeah. Uh, after playing... Uh, I used to play for Kalamunda, and they didn't have a big enough club, so I had to play under-15s when I was supposed to be playing under-13s, which meant that I was 12. So that's when I first played under-15s and then transferred to Canning the next year and played under-15s again, now a little bit closer to the right age. Mm. And we just had these couple of prolific players that went on. A couple of them went on to become professional, actually. Um, a few of them in the NPL and a couple of them went overseas and whatever else. But we had these two lads up front that were just rapid, like stupid quick. doesn't matter if you're good at football or not, if you're stupid quick. Yeah. And as you know, Yatesy, I can, can't kick a ball well off the floor, but out of hands, I can absolutely launch mm. one. And across 15s and 16s, it would have racked up a good good couple of handfuls of assists. You'd just mm-hmm. knock one long to to Dane or to Mute and they just run onto it and, and yeah we I think we took the league out in under 15s and in under 16s and that That's was probably right. the pinnacle of my football career and it's been <laughs> downhill since then <laughs> just trying to chase that thing that's a good tactic. Have you ever had an assist like that, Tommy? Like I that? haven't yet, no. Uh, I've gotten close, definitely close a few times where I've definitely yelled out a few um, not-so-good words to a few strikers where they've just had literally done – they've done the hard work but just couldn't tap it in or, you know, had a shot which was bad or went skied it. You know, it's it's never quite paid off just yet. No, it will. You'll cash yeah, that check I'll, in I'll soon. get it. I'll, I'll get think, it one day. I think that's the most annoying thing as keepers. Like you, you, you know, you make a worldy save, you catch the ball or whatever, and you launch this kick. Like you can just tell it's going. And all the all the defense, the attacker needs to do is just tap it in or yeah. do something simple. Just tap it in. And they just, just ruin it. it. Go home, boy. <laughs> Go to your home. <laughs> great movie that is. Just give it a little tappy tap. Yeah. So speaking of movies, Tommy. <laughs> oh, yes. Is, that, is it that so time? It's the cheeky question time. Um, cheeky this is all what we've, we've been coming here for. So um, This is why people listen to the show. That's it. They Rob, what, li- what's your favourite football movie, mate? Hit us with it. Favourite football movie? Yeah, mate. Because there's not even that many, is there? There's tons. There's, what you, there's lots. No, I just watch lots of football. I yeah. actually really rated that goal movie when it came out, but that was a long time ago and I was young and very yeah. silly, but I actually really enjoyed that. Yeah, it's not too bad. Mm, it's, yeah, they've got three uh, of them now, don't they? 
Oh, I, uh, there's definitely more. But than I'm going to say I haven't seen a lot of football movies. Oh, uh, that's, that's not right. round ball football anyway. A lot of them are very American football based. Yeah, like Longest Yard or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, great movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they they've done um, equivalent to Longest Yard um, is Mean Machine. Yes, which has got Danny. Okay. Danny That's the, Danny is that is that the original Longest Yard? No, nah, the long uh, the original Longest Yard had. I'm going to say Burt Reynolds, and I could be wrong, but he was the guy that played Adam Sandler. Like right, because the yeah, there's the, like a, an original yeah, Longest Yard before sure the Adam Sandler remake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which was hilarious. Terry, yeah, Crew. I'm going to abstain from that question. I haven't seen a lot. Sorry, boys. that's right. No. Well, that maybe that can be a bit of homework. There you go. That's um, that's your homework before you come on next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, do you have a fa- favourite pair of boots that you wear or have worn before? Oh, no, 100%. And this has been underscored for me because I went out and bought a new pair recently. Another uh, new pair? I have, yeah, bought a new pair recently and it didn't work out for me. So oh. I have worn the Adidas Predators since my lovely Orma, may she rest in peace, <laughs> bought a pair for me when I was over in Germany visiting her. Ooh. And so that would have been 2006, probably. So the last 15 years, I've just worn Preds, except for one time I bought a pair of Pumas that fell apart after about six weeks <laughs> and never looked back. And I have to say the Predator Mutator yep. point one is by far the most comfortable boot I've ever worn. Okay. And with the little spikes on it, you know, oh, yeah. it looks looks yeah, cool yeah. too. Yeah. And um, yeah, they improved it and brought out the Predator Freak, which I went out and bought a couple of weeks ago. And yeah, not a fan of the improvements they've made. Hopefully, they fit someone else's foot a little bit better, but not mine. So I went out and bought another pair of the Predator Mutators, and I'll buy them for as long as they stock them. Yeah. I reckon they are the best boot. All all black? Did you go or? Yeah, well, all black was the first couple of pairs I bought. They discontinued yeah. those, and so they got a couple of other colorways. Mm. But yeah, pretty, yeah, black and grey with a bit of guy. Just got whatever was in a size ten point five. That was uh, yeah. The size is more important. The aesthetic comes second. Yeah, yeah. It pains me to say that because I'm all about the aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. Rob. Uh, Rob's quite known for um, getting shoes in the wrong size, aren't you, mate? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> second time now. Oh. I just get whatever's available. They go on sale. Like, oh, I might tender an 11. Oh, I'll buy both and I'll return the other ones. And then I just can't be bothered returning them. So I just take <laughs> the wrong size for all It's just hoarder boots. Just got a closet full of boots that are brand new that doesn't fit in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it'd be a wonderful world we could live in if everything that said it was, you know, a certain size oh. ran true to size. But oh, each, man. it's not just across brands. It's each different boot comes Correct. out fitting different. You know, something you're a 10, others you're an 11. Different cuts. A, yeah. that, that's the crazy thing as well. Hey, like you, you can't even, it's not even the brands anymore. Like when, when that particular brand releases a new boot, there's new sizings for that particular boot. Mm. So you might be high, half a size up or half a size down. It's just... That's why on and then they'll expand half a size as well over the yeah. course of a couple of months. Then yeah, you start double but, socking, and then oh, it is. Yeah, you, you can't can't double sock, mate. That's just not. Just the friction between the socks just doesn't oh, man, work. I, I always always double sock. <laughs> always double sock. Yeah. To, but I um, it's funny with the, with the boots that Robbie's got. I wear. A, you had them last season. Yeah. Do, so, do you actually have the soft ground version or the the mixed or the the firm ground? No. Nah. I get the firm ground version. Yeah, um, okay, yeah. Just because I've always preferred that. I don't like having to 
tighten studs and things like that and have referees need to check them. But also just because like last year playing at Curtin, our training ground in particular was very firm. Yeah. Uh, and the swan ground is uh, one step up from a cow paddock. It's um, it's pretty horrendous, but it, yeah. it's it's firm in spots, it's soft in spots. And so just having a soft ground boot just wouldn't, wouldn't work. I think in Australia, more often than not, with all the sun, you're going to be on firm ground. So. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I am. Um, yeah, because I'm a thirteen point five in the boots that Rob's got, but I've got the new Cobras. And I'm a thirteen. Subtle yeah. flex on his shoe size there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Humble brag. Yeah, yeah. We Humble. Can say that because they yeah. both got big noses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nip on, nip on. Yeah, oh, but it's God. funny with that. Um, and what's the last cheeky question there? Um. Gloves, gloves. What is your favourite pair of gloves, my friends? Uh, it doesn't have to be um, like what you're wearing now. It could be any any glove that you wore in your entirety of your career Ooh. that you might have yeah. a special moment with. Or no, I um, I think that changes over time. Yeah, yeah um, definitely. I used to just because I was just a very brand focused. <laughs> I used to love the the much older. Uh, Adidas Predator finger save glove oh, yeah. yeah, back in the yeah. day um, and then they changed it so I used to have a glove that matched my boots and it was really cool that was that black white and red colorway that I think everyone's owned at one point in their yeah. life yeah. Um, and then obviously yeah finger saves went out of fashion and we moved on I had some Roish Raptors that I really really liked I really love that the Roish gloves are sort of naturally curved and, and, mm. and very cool looking and very sticky but I have to say, and you, you're going to think this is a, a setup um, with with your association with SDL, but <laughs> I love the new neoprene hybrid yep. gloves that Stu does at SDL. I, I just think that they're just the perfect combination of you've got a couple of fingers in a neck cut, the other's in a roll. It's got a bit of neoprene on the backhand for a bit of flexibility, but it fits tight enough. And then it's got the silicon injection on the backhand. So the glove still feels like kind of chunky enough that it provides some protection, but not so chunky that it's just a ridiculous like a boxing glove. And I've got to say, like the contact latex that's on those and how thick it is, they are brilliant. Mm. I reckon, and for the price point as well, you can buy three pairs of those for the price of one pair of of the new Adidas Predator gloves that I did yeah. buy, and they are by far the worst gloves I've ever bought. They were just a horrendous waste of money. They yep. fell apart immediately. The latex was good for ten minutes. Yeah, and I was yeah, I was having a conversation with Nick the other day about gloves, and went into a, a sports store here and. And found some gloves that looked like an old Adidas training pair, you know, with the four mil backhand and the yeah, two yeah, mil late. That, that had and I forget what brand them. they were. They were one of the, the bigger but not biggest brands, and they were like two hundred and eighty bucks. And I was like, man, yeah. there's so many pairs of SDLs. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the thing, man. It's like the the amount of you know money and the effort that it requires to actually use the glove and look after it. You, you know, you can just whip out a pair of SDLs and they'll do you for durability, stickiness. Mm. They tick all the boxes and that's why we, that's why we definitely love um, love Stu's gloves as well. But, yeah, good pick. I think it's a great mm. pick. Yeah. yeah, no, they are. Yeah, and they, they fit so well. And I've actually I've learned on, on and by Stu's encouragement, I sized down, which okay. is now two sizes less than I used to wear. 
I used to wear a size 10 and he encouraged me to go to a size 9. And I'm actually now in a lot of gloves getting a size 8, which is really cramming my hand in there. But that kind of, it's a good way of cheating to get that like negative cut feel where you have so much control. Yeah. But you're not, you know, you've still got the the surface area of, of like a roll finger. So That's an interesting um, technique that is. I'll have to, I might have to try that out myself. So yeah, yeah. like oh, I've never... I, I've never tried that because I'd I'd be in junior sizes <laughs> if I did that. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I've always I've, I've always worn size nines or size eights depending on obviously the glove cut. I used to wear like your know, like Adidas gloves and stuff like that. There'd always be a size nine, but mm. size yeah. eight. And I remember size eights just being too tight, too tight on me. But then yeah, well, they, they gloves certainly size are. Eight. But I think more so than boots i find the gloves size up over time as well especially if you get them really proper wet one time like if you're playing in torrential rain or mm. it's really wet yeah once they dry they're they're a size and a half bigger after that and there's just no going back so i found if i was buying nines or tens and they got wet and they dried then they were now now a size 11 and, mm. and i just don't like not having any touch on the ball i don't like a loose glove so no the, yeah. you gotta have a nice tight firm glove on your hand it has to has to be nice and tight to your hand that's why you probably really like that that cut is because it's it kind of gives you the best like we always say the hybrid cuts one of the best cuts because it goes it does give you the best of both worlds you get the negative cut gets it nice and close to your hands and then you get the added um the roll finger as well put in there which is awesome but yeah like definitely one of his best gloves definitely the hybrids <laughs> hybrids and yeah. the neos with the latex and the palm and the oh. All oh, the goodness. All the goodness. I, I, I'm really digging the straps too. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, one of the things I didn't used to like about the older version was the straps because I found they weren't very durable. I was pulling them off all the time. Yeah. Um, but since he's sort of switched manufacturers and the guy seems to use a yeah, three times thicker strap on it, yeah. it actually holds up. It's, it's not as stretchy but still plenty stretchy. I just think it, he's just hit a sweet spot there. Yeah. So I'll buy those as long as he makes them. Mm. So I'd, I think what would be awesome, I think it needs maybe a few more colors next time. Oh, more colors. six a, different colors. I reckon, I reckon throw a purple in there. <laughs> yeah, it's true. We just, we just want a purple. That's what we oh, want. Purple would be nice. And yeah. I don't know, like yeah. maybe uh, that's a bit, where do you stop? I know he's got so many, but where do you stop with colors? Because they're all fashionable. They're all seasonal. Everyone, you know, the pink looks awesome. The mm. pink looks really, really good. Oh, look, one thing I'll say is black goes with everything. So if yeah. you're ever in doubt, yeah, go black. The blacks do look good. They just look black, clean. Too. Black is the new black. That's yeah, the rule. Black. And even tomorrow, it'll still be the new black. That's why I, I do love an all-black glove and an all-black pair of boots. And then I know that I can match the rest of my kit. Mm. Like that's that yeah. for me is the easiest bit because I know I'll have a black pair of gloves. If I know I have a black pair of boots, I'll make sure my socks, my shorts, mm. my undershirt, my shirt, uh, you know, that'll all match. Mm. So then you know that your gloves and your boots will match everything apart from that because it well, doesn't go with black. speaks to the laziness that I have as well because, uh, you know, the, if you've got a white latex on a glove like most gloves do or just a white glove, yeah, it's really obvious when you haven't looked after it properly or you haven't yeah. cleaned it. That's the same with boots. you yeah. got black gloves. You can get away hey, with no it. One yeah, no one knows. No one knows. Exactly, yeah. That, that's, that is the 100% right there. Yeah. 100% yeah. right. I mean, how muddy are gold mouths? You don't want white gloves in there. Yeah. I know Nick Stone loves a white glove. He wears all white gloves as often as he can. And yeah. I just go, nah, don't like cleaning. <laughs> do, do you know what? I, I love an all white. I do love a white palm for game days. 
But the problem that you get is when you go through your cycle of gloves, because normally you'll get maybe it was a maybe four or five matches, maybe six matches from your game day pair, and then they get cycled to a training pair. And now your training pair is now a white glove with a white palm. And now they're going to get dirty because you're not really going to spend time on looking after your training gloves. Mm. So that's why it's so much better if you've got a black palm. Then they, when they become a training glove, you're like, sweet, I don't have to look after them. And they look all right. They don't look really yeah. properly messed, messed <laughs> yeah. up. And you get away with it. Yeah, it's like so much better. But I, I do like the, the white palms. They look really good if you look after them. But yeah, the, the cycle just doesn't work for me. Doesn't work. Nah. Nah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Some, I just... I have a set set glove for training, a set glove for for games, and then I'll be like, I'm bored now. I want something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just get bored. Yeah, Let, let's get yeah. something different. Let's get something different. Now. All right. Well, I think Rob would definitely, definitely have to catch up in person. We'd definitely have to get you involved in one of our challenges. Mm. Um, what that is yet, we don't know, but we'll surprise you. Um, and it'll be Sounds fun. Good. We surprise fun most people. <laughs> yeah, I'll be ourselves. I'll be in there like swimwear, mate. Yeah. That's it. Ooh. In there like Flynn. Um, <laughs> That was a good one. And that, I, I just realized that. So, look, again, Robbie, thanks for coming on the show. We appreciate your time. Um, hope you enjoyed your beer. Um, we enjoyed chatting to you. Um, Tommy, any any last words, mate? No, mate. Dave, thanks thanks very much, Rob, for joining us, mate. Much appreciated. Good chat. We'll definitely get you on for another time uh, back on the show. All right, guys. Thanks for having me on. I've, I've really enjoyed it. We should do it again sometime. Oh, agreed. And good luck for the rest of the season, mate, and stay in touch, bro. Ditto for you, boys. Take care of yourselves. See you, mate. Take care. Inside Six Yarns is proudly supported by SD Leisure. For all your goalkeeping needs without breaking the bank. SDL provides quality goalkeeper products, including goalkeeper gloves, game day and training tops, full kits, including matching shirt, shorts and socks, three-quarter pants and even padded compression shorts. For more information, you can visit their website at sdleisure.com.au or you can find them on Facebook or Instagram at sdleisure. SDL, it's all about you, the goalkeeper. Hey everyone, thank you for listening. That was uh, Mr. Rob Flynn there. Thanks, uh, Rob, for coming on again, mate. Much appreciated, mate. Much yeah. appreciated. No, another episode down, number yeah. 25 Done in the books. Buses. Yeah, it's good to catch up with Mr. Rob, and um, mm. you know we've known him for a little bit now, and it's yeah, yeah, it's it it's quite interesting considering that you know the very first time I met him, uh, unfortunately I gave him a sword on the nose and all that type of that stuff. That's Rob for uh, you, but yeah, but look, it's just one of them things, and then from there it's like good friends. So, yeah. um, but yeah, no, like good to have him on the show. Um, definitely we'll get him back on with Nick, and we can have a good chat about situation at swan and get a real mm. good in-depth view of everything that's going on in that divvy one but it was good to get his interpretation of a few things as well and yeah um yeah definitely gives it gives us another insight into basically the the progression of state league two one and all that type of stuff mm. as well that's it so it's a big wild windy world out there with, mm. with goalkeepers in all different 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 divisions even the keepers that can't talk like me um tommy who you got this weekend mate uh we have got my old team at wembley down so we'll be hosting at home uh we've got wembley and i'm looking forward to that task um yeah definitely haven't got a clean sheet yet for the new club so hopefully fingers crossed go out there get a clean sheet what about you mate we have hammersley rovers so um, they're bottom of the league aren't they they are bottom of the league but i don't think 
I don't think we should be taking that, you know, as, as a taking team, that for as granted. A unit, taking it for granted because no. um, anything can happen. Mm. Um, but also, too, I'm lucky enough to have a clean sheet this season, so would like another one. Yes. Um, Always searching for clean sheets here on Inside Six Yards. Always, yeah. All right, all right. So we'll we'll get to the football side of things, but we'll see you guys next week for hopefully another episode of Inside Six Yarns. I've been Tommy Gunn. That'll make me eighty. And this has been Inside Six Yarns. Take care, stay safe. We'll see you in the next one. Have fun.